now go to chapter 6, because I want to show you something. 5, 6, 7. Chapter 5, now we're in chapter 6, chapter 7. So we would say we're in the middle of his talk of three chapters. We're in the middle. In Matthew 6, Jesus expresses some expectations, assumptions, or desires he has of his disciples, not commands. That's the second point I want you to think about in your mind. First of all, who's he talking to? His disciples. In chapter 6, he gives them a series of assumptions. He assumed they were doing these things. Expectations. He would expect that they were doing it. He didn't tell them to do it. He just expected they were doing them. Desires. As his disciples, he just, I mean, he says, this is what you'd be doing, right? You're already doing that, aren't you? He isn't belittling them. He isn't cajoling them. He's not forcing something on them. He's just saying, now, you're doing this, aren't you? Kind of like the piano teacher saying, you warm up for 15, 20 minutes, don't you, doing that? to get your coordination. Jesus, now, now watch how he does it. Notice Jesus never commands these disciples to choose to do these disciplines. He doesn't say, I command you to do this. He just states them as assumptions that they would already be doing this. In other words, Jesus said, this is what I expect you're already doing as my disciples. Now, what are the expectations? Well, there's three of them. Jesus assumed three things, and, and I'm gonna just run through chapter 6 with you real quickly, he assumed that they would be giving to the poor, he assumed that they would be praying, and he assumed that they would be fasting. And, and watch this as you read. Here we go. Look Notice. at verse 5. Praying. He's already talking about giving the poor. Now praying. In starting verse 5 down to 14, Jesus assumes that they would be praying. It was his expectation that any disciple of his would be concerned and engaged in staying closely connected to God the Father by prayer. He doesn't tell them to pray. He assumes already that they are. Look at verse 5. And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues in the corners. They love to be seen by men. Assuredly, they have their reward, whatever they get in the moment. They've got it. But verse 6, but look at this. When you pray, he doesn't say pray. He says, when you're praying, I assume you are. I, I desire you to. I would expect you to. When you pray... Verse 6, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who's in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Boy, we already know about that. Revelation 5.8 and Revelation 8.3 says that God has collected every single prayer I've ever offered. It's sitting in a bowl right in front of his throne right today. Every one. And he's got a bowl for you. How often are you making deposits? He's got a bowl for all of us. Jesus said, I assume. I mean, that's what God collects. He collects your prayers. He loves them. It's the only thing we see right in front of him that, that from this world that, that drops right at his feet instantaneously. Wow. Now look at verse 7. And when you pray... Do not use vain repetition. I'm assuming you're praying, right? When you pray, don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, don't be like them, for your Father knows the things you need before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Now, you see, in each of these, he's assuming, desiring, expecting that they're going to give to the poor, but he correctively says this is the right way to do it. He assumes, expects, desires that they pray, but 
he gives them a pattern, and that's what we're right in the middle of. The Lord's Prayer is the pattern. 